something that you don't know about me. First of all, are they horns or is that a crown? <laughs> Am I a queen or a devil? Who knows? First thing, I'm at Surface Paradise, as you may have seen, and I'm here for a workshop. Now it's day three today of the workshop and we're going to be working on implementing some stuff, which I will keep you posted on. Try and follow me on my Instagram stories, perhaps my Facebook stories, if you're keen to see what I get up to today. Now, something you don't know about me, which um, isn't something I've talked about an awful lot, but every time I come here, I'm reminded. So I'll turn around so you can see behind me. So this is Surfers Paradise Beach. Now, a bit further down that away is Karawa. Now, Karawa isn't a specific beach, really. It's a surf club, Karawa Surf Club. Now, I used to be a junior lifesaver at Karawa Surf Club. So you may not know I lived here on the Gold Coast when I was a teenager and I started out at Burley Heads Primary School and when I was 12 and then I went on to Miami High School for uh, until I was in year 10. So I was here for a few years and I left when I was 15. But during that time I spent time as part of first of all the Burley Heads Surf Club and then the Karawa Surf Club. Now, back in my day, these surf clubs were literally just clubhouses with a whole bunch of surf rescue boards underneath and a uh, bit of grass outside and a rubber ducky or an inflatable rescue boat. Um, maybe one of the big surf boats, if we were lucky. These days, the surf clubs are they're event venues. You know, they have been all renovated to within an inch of their lives. They've got ex exquisite views of the ocean, of course they have. And so they provide meals, you can be a member, and they're all very fancy pants, and a good place to go for a lunch. But back when I was a surf lifesaver, um, things were very much on the simple. So what I used to do, the funny thing is, I never learnt to surf because when I lived on the Gold Coast, there were classes of kids, so categories of kids. The surfers were called skegs and I was not a skeg. <laughs> and um, I don't think I ever really knew what a skeg was. I didn't live here long enough to figure out where that term came from and what it meant, but I don't think it was meant to be flattering. So when I lived here, I, uh, I, I trained as a junior lifesaver or a nipper and uh, I would participate in beach races and ocean races. And every so often, or every year, you know, there would be surf carnivals, and I would participate in the surf carnivals. And um, I would race in the ocean, and I would race on the sand. I hated sand racing. <laughs> I still hate running on sand. Um, but I loved being in the ocean. Now, <clears throat> we'll have another look at the ocean behind me. If you can see, you can see the beach break, which is the, the water that comes straight in onto the sand. And then beyond that, you can see the back break. So the back break is where the surfers hang out, right? So the back break is where the waves first start to roll as they are approaching the beach. And then you get the closer to the beach, you get the beach break. So my favorite thing to do as a teenager was to swim beyond the back break, <coughs> which is actually quite deep. And I, I wouldn't take a board, I wouldn't take a rescue board or a surfboard with me. I would just swim out beyond the back break and float. Check out my mates. 
<laughs> oh, my friends are here. <laughs> so I would swim beyond the back break. <laughs> They're even talking to me. I would swim beyond the back break and I would float in the ocean. And it was the most wonderful thing because you'd get just the starting of the swells and you'd float and you'd just do this on the top of the ocean. It never occurred to me to worry about what was underneath me, right? Never, ever occurred to me to be scared of the sea until one day we were in a surf carnival it was the national surf carnival so all of the surf clubs from around australia were at karawa beach which was my or karawa surf club which was my club by then grant kenny who was the former iron man was there he wasn't competing he was injured so he was meant to be competing but he wasn't unable to but he was there and he was walking about the beach and lisa curry kenny was there and all of the big famous iron men and iron women and all of the surf clubs from all around australia were there and the junior surf lifesavers so the nippers got to um, have their races at one point of the day and then the seniors would race at another point of the day so we had this mammoth race set up for us where we would run along the sand then we would swim out beyond the back break which of course was my favorite thing to do not necessarily competitively but it was my favorite thing to do swim beyond the back break, swim around a buoy or a floating marker, swim around that, swim along the length of the beach, not the full length, because, you know, <laughs> surface paradise, the whole of the Gold Coast is the beach, um, but swim along for a certain period of time and then come around another marker, another buoy, and swim back into the, the, the beach and then run along the beach to the finish line. Big race. So... I was never one of the fastest. I never really was very competitive as a, as a surf racer. Um, and I didn't really love it. I didn't love the competitive side of it at all. So on this particular racing day, we were running out, you know, running out, running out, swimming beyond the back break, running along. We got probably halfway to the first marker. So we're about halfway to the back break. And all of a sudden, kids started screaming. When you're in the ocean and kids start screaming, you kind of know there's something going on, right? So ahead of me, there were all the more competitive swimmers ahead of me and they were screaming and, um, and this wave of terror, just you could feel it come from the kids at the front all the way down to the kids at the back. So kids all around me didn't know what people were screaming at, but they just started screaming as well. So the Gold Coast has shark nets along and they've always had shark nets along, but every now and then, you know, one slips through. Um, but what I didn't know until later was a school of jellyfish had settled around the marker, the first marker in the water. And so we were swimming straight into a swarm of jellyfish. And so the kids at the front were being stung and they were in a lot of pain. And the kids further back were just terrified. So I was stuck in the middle of a pack of kids who were frightened and not knowing what we were frightened of. So next thing I know, a whole bunch of rubber duckies, so the inflatable rescue boats, come tearing out to pluck us all out of the water. I literally got grabbed by the back of my bathers and lifted out of the water and dumped into this boat by some burly lifesaver. And we uh, were, while we were pulling kids, while they were pulling kids into the boat, the waves were still rolling. And so then the water started washing into the rescue boat by that stage, someone had mentioned that it was jellyfish. And so we were then terrified that the jellyfish were gonna get washed into the boat with us. So it was an incredibly frightening thing. 
we got uh, zoomed back into the beach. We all sort of tumbled out and the boat spun around and went back to get more kids and bring them back into safety. And, and you can imagine the scene, right? The beach was packed with people because there were surf clubs from all over the country, surf lifesavers from all over the country. There were spectators, tourists, locals. There were people everywhere. <clears throat> In amongst all of this, we're tumbling out of this rescue boat. There's another race going on further down the beach. So half the people there were completely oblivious to what was going on. In amongst this sea of people, I saw my father, who was a lifesaver, and uh, his face just crumpled when he saw me. It wasn't until that moment that he knew I was in the water with this bunch of kids who were screaming. So it was his face that reinforced how terrifying this whole scenario had been through no fault of my poor dad you know he if he'd been out there and able to save my ass he would have done so right um, so <clears throat> you know I had the towels wrapped around me and I was checked all over I luckily I wasn't stung the interesting thing was I was not stung and yet when I went back home I was ferried back home pretty quickly after that I think I was in shock um, I went back home and was sent to bed to have a rest, just, you know, middle of the day. Go, go lie down, have a rest. I'll come check on you in a minute. Every time I shut my eyes, I was back there. You know, intense flashbacks. And I couldn't, I couldn't close my eyes. It was incredibly frightening and disturbing and I'd, I'd experienced nothing like it before or since, really. And so, that was the end of my swimming beyond the back break. That was the end of my love of the ocean. That was the end of my comfort swimming in the ocean. Interestingly, my kids hate the sea. They hate the beach. Um, and I've never told them this story. <laughs> um, I would love for them to, to love the ocean as much as I used to. I would love for them to be able to read the ocean like, I oh, can, I can tell you where there's a rip. I can tell you which bits of the, the sea you shouldn't be swimming in. So what did I do about it? Well, what I did was I persisted. And this is the thing about fear. Now, let's just put a little caveat here. I did not have post-traumatic stress disorder. I did not require psychological intervention. I didn't need treatment for what happened to me. So when you've suffered a trauma, make sure you get the right support and the right treatment. <coughs> for me, it was all about trying to get back on the horse. So for me, the simplest things, standing in the shallows and having seaweed touch my feet is intensely triggering but I will stand there and I will let the seaweed touch my feet I will stand in the waves when that when it's rough and it's swirling all the sand and I can't see the bottom and I will stand there and I will tell myself it is incredibly rare to be attacked by anything it is incredibly rare to be attacked by anything in the ocean and every now and then, if the weather is hot enough, I will get in there and I'll have a swim. But I don't swim beyond the back break anymore. And do you know what? How many years later is it? It's what, 35, 35, 25, 35? Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's a lot of years later. And I still miss that feeling of being beyond the back break, of letting the ocean carry me and support me and hold me. So I guess the interesting thing for me when I reflect every time I'm here and I'm looking at the ocean, you know, that, that 
story comes back to me. And every time I do, I, I think about how there's an analogy there for the work that I do in mentoring others and the work that I've been through being mentored by others and the support I've had carrying me through very rough and turbulent patches in my business and the work I do to support and carry others through turbulent patches in their businesses. And it's an incredible privilege. And, and it reminds me of you know those surf lifesavers who you know, on the Gold Coast, the Surf Lifesavers are a bit of an icon. They're part of the tourist furniture, if you like, for people to take photos of for Instagram. But the reality is they are real people who train really, really hard to do what they do. And to wear that Lifesaver, the yellow and gold cap is a privilege. Not everybody can do that. So, you know, they are the mentors of the ocean, if you like. So I think about the work I do. I think about, you know, the work I do to help people tread into the choppy waters of being in business. I help them go beyond the first couple of waves. I help them know how to jump over and dive under the beach break so they can get through that initial bit of choppiness. I teach them how to dive through a wave that's coming in off the back break so that then they can come out the other side and they can, they can just ride the gentler up and down waves. Sometimes, yep, you're going to get a dumper. You're going to get smashed. One time I got smashed so hard by a wave that I was held underwater and tumbled like I was in a tumble dryer and I couldn't get out. And I knew, and this is a great business analogy because I know the same for my business, I knew not to panic when I was being held under by that wave being tumbled about because I knew if I just let that happen, the wave would push me out the other side and I'd resurface. And that's what happens in business. You get pushed out the other side of a rough patch and you resurface and you've learnt something. You've learnt something that you'll carry forward with you and you'll never forget. So I'm really, really lucky and I am incredibly grateful for some of the incredible experiences I've had in my life because they do inform the work I do with my clients, my mentoring clients, and of course my clinical clients too as a treating psychologist. Um, but I come back to the beach and I still think, man, I let that fear get me. I let that fear stop me from swimming the back break. And I watch the surfers and I think, geez, you know, if I'd stayed here living with my dad all those years ago, I probably would know how to surf by now. I probably would have gotten over that categorization of kids into skegs and everyone else. I probably would have become a senior lifesaver. I probably would have done a whole lot of different things. But would I be doing what I'm doing now? So whatever it is that you're regretting about the past, try and let that go. So I remind myself that there's lots that I do do that I'm really proud of. And I want you to remind yourself of that today too. It's Sunday, the sun is shining. I'm in a beautiful part of the world. Wherever you are, I want you to just take a moment and stop and reflect on what it is you do that you're proud of. What it is you've overcome that you're proud of. Then if you need help overcoming other stuff, you know where I am. You're smart, you're a grown up, you'll know how to reach me. Have a fabulous day. I'm going off now to find a coffee and head into the workshop that I'm actually really excited and pumped to be part of today, our final day together. So whatever you're doing, enjoy it. Enjoy the beauty of it. Have a fabulous day. Much love.